Hey there, and welcome to another episode of She. And if it's your first time tuning in, thanks for hanging out with me. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to your very first episode. We have a lot of fun around here. We talk about all things womanhood, it feels like, um, but the majority of our focus is on living well and living a lifestyle that is supportive to your health, your hormones, your well-being, your family, your priorities, etc. And today I want to talk about some swaps, some healthy swaps you can make without dieting. And here's why. Because I think a lot of times when we think about making healthier choices, we think about dieting and we think about restricting. Dieting is really a lot of restriction, whereas the types of swaps I've really had to learn to make, trust me, I went through a lot of restriction first and learned that wasn't a very sustainable route. But the type of swaps I want to help you make and that I've had to learn to make are not so much about restriction, but more about nourishment and choosing more nourishing options for the things you're already using, whether that's milk or eggs or snacks or whatever it might be that you're eating on a daily basis or a weekly basis, choosing more nourishing whole you know, options that are beneficial and bioavailable to your body is a nourishing way to go about eating and still enjoying the things that you're eating. Okay. So this isn't like, you know, swap all your junk food for salads. Like that's actually not something I would recommend. And again, not a dietitian formally or anything, but just through my own journey of a lot of research, working with a lot of dietitians, working with a lot of functional doctors, a lot of just experts in many ways, and also doing a lot of research, I kind of had to come to this place of like, okay, my approach to food needs to be about nourishment, not restriction. So how can I make some swaps to the things that I'm already consuming, already buying, already using to make sure that I'm getting the most nourishing options for my body without necessarily cutting out all the foods I like? Like I still want to eat chips, you know? So anyway, that's what I'm going to cover in this episode. I'm going to give you a handful of swaps that you can make that will just help nourish your body a little bit more, be a little bit healthier than maybe some of the stuff that you're consuming currently or have consumed in the past without necessarily giving up that food group or that type of food as a whole. Okay. So let's get into it. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right. So I don't want to waste any time. I just want to get right into it. So the very first swap that I recommend making, and this is in no particular order. It's not like this is the most important one you should make. I just listed out all the different swaps I could think of that are going to give you like more nourishing, better options. So (laughs) you can do it in, in any order you want. But one swap you can make is swapping processed foods or snacks like potato chips, for example, or tortilla chips, which most conventional options are full of oils like vegetable oil, canola oil, et cetera. Those are industrial, uh, industrialized seed oils, basically. like They're inflammatory oils. They're not actually food. They're not something that is beneficial to your body in any way. It just helps like cook the chip or the cracker or whatever. So swapping kind of your just conventional like Ritz crackers, Lay's potato chips, et cetera, for a brand that uses not those ingredients, aka healthier oils or oils that are more nourishing, such as avocado oil, olive oil, et cetera, is going to be a lot better. So a couple of brands that use those more uh, nourishing and less inflammatory oils are Siete brand. I love Siete brand. They have great tortillas. They have great tortilla chips, both just like 
traditional tortilla chips, but also like flavored ones like nacho, Dorito, those kind of things. But they don't use all the like artificial flavoring and coloring and inflammatory oils. They use all natural ingredients. Like I literally have a bag of Siete chips with me right now. So if you can hear that in the background, that's why. So if I am eating Chipotle barbecue potato chips, okay, from Siete, but instead, if you look at like barbecue potato chips, I'm just like Lay's or another traditional brand, you're going to see a lot of crap on the label. So this is what these are made of. Potatoes, avocado oil, ground dates, sea salt, distilled white vinegar powder, chipotle powder, tomato powder, onion powder, citric acid, black pepper, garlic powder, parsley powder, and red chili powder. That's it. There's no artificial colors, artificial flavoring, or no sunflower oil, no vegetable oil, all that. So healthier option, you still get potato chips. Similar um, example would be, I think there's a brand called Mountain. Hold on, I'm going to Google it before I say this to make sure. But I think it's called Mountain Boulder or Boulder Mountain or something. Let's see. Yeah, it's called Boulder Canyon. So Boulder Canyon potato chips is another brand where you can see on the front, it'll say like avocado oil or olive oil. And then they have like classic sea salt or sea salt and cracked pepper. So that's another brand that uses a better oil option than like vegetable oil, canola oil, the stuff that most traditional chip brands or like snack brands use. And then there's also a popcorn brand. I believe it's called, let's see, I'm going to look it up just to make sure I say it right. Yeah. Okay. So there's a brand called Lesser Evil and they have like different uh, popcorn flavors. Like they come in like, they're kind of, it's kind of like, what's that called? Uh, Smart Pop. I think that's what it is, but better. (laughs) Smart Pop is not that great. I think they still use inflammatory oils. But we love the Lesser Evil popcorn brand. They're, they're usually made with, it, like, for example, the Himalayan sea salt or Himalayan pink salt. It's made with extra virgin coconut oil. And most of their popcorn is. So they've got different flavors and stuff, but that's just a better option than microwave popcorn or, you know, a more conventional popcorn brand. So like Lesser Evil popcorn or Siete chips or Hue crackers, those are made with out all the yucky oils and fillers and crap like that. So you can still have crackers. You can still have popcorn. You can still have chips, just like opting for an option that's a little bit more nourishing and a little less inflammatory and made with stuff. Like a lot of the conventional stuff just isn't made with actual nutrients or actual food. Whereas like the Siete chips, they're made with just like spices and potatoes and avocado oil, like nothing that's really going to be inflammatory to your system. So still enjoy your snacks. (laughs) I'm totally a big fan of that. I still enjoy mine. But just making that simple swap to like a couple of brands that are a little bit more conscious of the ingredients they choose to make these, they still taste just as good. Honestly, my husband was like blown away because he's like, oh, these are healthy chips. And then he tried them and he's like, oh, and now he loves them. So anyways, those are a few like snack swaps you can make. So that's one type of swap is like swap your snacks for slightly healthier, more nourishing options. Second swap that you can make is swapping conventional, you know, milk that you just get at the grocery store and have no idea where it comes from and slash or nut milks and oat milks and all the kind of like man-made milks for local grass-fed organic milk. And I would say this is my personal opinion. I am not telling anyone to go do this. So if anyone wants to say something, I'm just stating, okay, that this is my personal opinion. I think it's a bonus if it is low pasteurized or even raw. Obviously, like you have to do that at your own risk and it's not something that's sold and available in every state, but at least low pasteurized. What that means is they, I could get into like the deep dive into all of this, but the quick summary of why I like to opt for low pasteurizer raw personally, and again, personal decision, I'm not telling you to go do that. You make your own decisions. But if it's low pasteurized, that means that they heat the milk at a lower temperature over a longer period of time. And that has less like how do I describe this in a really short, easy way? Basically, it's not like destroying the natural enzymes in the milk and the natural like makeup of the milk. 
it's not like zapping it in the same way as like pasteurization and homogenization. Oh my gosh, that's a hard word to say. Like the traditional way to do it. So if you don't necessarily feel like you want to get out on the limb and go raw, like there's so many nutrient benefits of having raw milk, but there's also like concerns about it. And there's people who have risks and can, you know, don't necessarily want to go that to that extreme, at least not to start in their journey. So if that's not where you want to start, like maybe consider at least buying local grass-fed organic milk. Like that's like, I feel like if there was three tiers, it'd be like, in my opinion, local grass-fed or raw milk is like the best, but you could start with like, if we kind of looked at like step one, two, and three, the most extreme would be like going local grass-fed raw milk, right? The second, like most extreme, not extreme, just better swap, if you will. So like, I think that's the best swap to make. However, the next best swap to make would be low pasteurized organic grass-fed milk. And then if you're still like having a hard time finding that, or you can't find a local creamery and you're just trying to make a better option or make a better purchase and make some sort of swap, grass-fed organic would be like, at least go for that, you know, more so than just like the conventional milk in a jug that you have no idea where it came from or the nut milks that are usually full of those inflammatory oils like canola oil. So that's just another swap you can make, but you can still have your milk, you can still have your lattes, but maybe just reaching for something a little bit more nourishing. You have to decide what you're comfortable with and what that would look like for you. A helpful resource is realmilk.com if you're just like wanting to know more about the research behind the milk stuff and the and the pasteurization and all that kind of stuff that does have quite a bit of info on there. So that could be a helpful place to start. Okay. Another swap that you can make would be swapping those like conventional white grocery store bought eggs, you know, just basic eggs for local pasteurized eggs or at least pasteurized, even if it's not super local. Local, I think is best in my opinion, but pasteurized eggs means that the, there's a lot of terms. There's like free range and cage free and all of that. And the most important thing to know is pasture raised is the one that actually means they like can go out and forage and eat like natural stuff, like not just be fed like organic grain feed. You know, some of the other ones aren't as like clear about that. So pasture raised eggs, in my opinion, and from everything I've researched is going to give you the most nutrient dense option. So just swapping for something like that is great. And if you can source them locally, even better. Those are, That's bonus points. Another swap you can make is swapping traditional cooking or baking oils or even like vegan butter for things like tallow, butter, ghee, avocado oil, coconut oil, those types of cooking oils are going to be so much more nutrient dense for you. And they're not going to be inflammatory like vegetable oil would be or canola oil or vegan butter, which is full of those types of oils. It's like literally made of that margarine, like get rid of all those (laughs) and swap for tallow, butter, avocado oil, olive oil, ghee, those kind of things. Okay. Another swap that you can make that again, doesn't necessarily mean you have to cut anything out, just swap it. Swap coffee on an empty stomach or coffee before breakfast for organic coffee, either with breakfast or after breakfast so that it's not on an empty stomach. Because again, I won't get into like a ton of the details, but basically I used to like wake up and drink a coffee on an empty stomach and then I would eat like an hour later. And then I learned how bad that could be for your adrenals. So without getting too deep into why and all the details, just know that like it's going to be easier on your adrenal system and your cortisol and all of that if you are consuming a meal with your coffee. And if you can consume organic coffee instead of regular coffee, that's another like easy swap to make, like just something to keep in mind. And the reason for that is because organic or coffee is one of the most heavily treated crops when it comes to pesticides and herbicides. So knowing that opting for an organic option, like I really like Purity as a brand. I like Life Boost. Allegro has some organic options, but at least trying to grab an organic coffee brand and be sure, you know, have that with some like actual substance like breakfast or like heavy cream in your coffee. So you're not just drinking like coffee on an empty stomach and 
all of that. And that's going to be a lot on your adrenals. That's a simple swap you can make in terms of. So swap, basically, this is like a two in one. So swapping regular coffee for organic coffee and swapping the habit or the lifestyle choice of just drinking coffee on an empty stomach first thing in the morning with pairing that with some sort of food and like actual substance. So that's kind of the coffee swap, coffee lifestyle swap and type of coffee swap I would suggest all in one. Have you ever wanted to live a little bit more of a natural and holistic lifestyle for the sake of your well-being and your family's well-being, as well as to be a little bit more self-sustaining, but just felt really confused on where to start, especially if you can't just like up and move to a farm tomorrow? Look, when I first started my holistic wellness journey, I remember I felt so overwhelmed. There's so much information all over the internet nowadays, and it's so hard to discern and to know which brands are truly clean and how do I source food locally and where do I even begin with all this stuff, especially if I have a busy life and I live maybe in an apartment or a suburban life, or I just don't have like goats in my backyard to go milk, you know, like how how do I do this? And, um, it can be really overwhelming. So what I did is I wanted to take the guesswork out of it for you, because I think one of the biggest things that holds so many of us back is not only the financial side of it and the worry that it's going to be more expensive, but also the time. Most of us don't have months or years to invest in researching and reading labels and figuring out how to do that and doing all this research on our own. So we just don't, and we kind of get stuck. So what I wanted to do is create a quick start guide for you. And it's called the Lifestyle Overhaul Guide. It is a step-by-step quick start guide to living a more natural and sustainable life. And it is laid out in a step-by-step format. It covers everything from budgeting for these changes to really reducing stress and creating a more sustainable schedule and lifestyle in terms of your time to cleaning up the products in your home and reducing your toxin burden and how to really start with that and what to prioritize and how to do that in a budget-friendly way to sourcing more food locally, shortening your supply chain, being less reliant on the grocery store and big food systems, and starting to really use the resources in your local community. I'm giving you all the best resources on how to find those things, how to source those things, and how to get started right where you are. So if that sounds like something you need, you can tap the link in the show notes on this episode, or just go to jordanleedooley.com slash lifestyle dash overhaul to check out all the details and grab yourself a copy. Another swap you can make is swapping, you know, traditional basic salts like Morton iodized salt for Redmond's real salt. That's a really helpful, easy swap to make. The basic reason for that is because refined salt, which is what a lot of the like iodized whatever salt, like the Mortons and stuff, refined salt lacks minerals and can also cause acidosis, which is basically lowered pH, but our bodies are meant to function optimally with adequate minerals and adequate salt intake. And so only the use of unrefined salt provides both of these factors. That's like the quick reason behind it. So like Redmond's real salt is unrefined and it's just higher in minerals, if that makes sense. That's like the quick overview and reason. If you want and you're curious, like Google, like why is Redmond real salt or why like refined salt versus unrefined salt, you'll find a bunch of info on it and you can look into it all you want. But I just kind of wanted to give you that as like food for thought. No pun intended. Um, Okay. Another swap that you can make is swapping conventional candy for healthier alternatives that are not full of as many fillers, artificial dyes, soy lectins, that kind of stuff. So for example, if you really like like Sour Patch Kids or gummy worms or those types of candies, choosing um, something like Smart Sweets, that's a brand that has a little bit less of the crap in it. And it's a little bit, I mean, no like candy is great for you, but if you're choosing like a slightly healthier option, Smart Sweets is a great option or Hue Chocolate, H-U. It's a little bit of an investment, but definitely worth it. Probably some of the best chocolate I've ever had that doesn't have all the like 
heavy amounts of sugar, all the soy lectin, all of the fillers, all the additives, all the crap that comes in like Hershey's and some of the other more conventional brands. So again, enjoy your chocolate, enjoy your candy, just swap it for something a little bit better. Another swap you can make is swapping conventionally farmed beef for 100% grass-fed beef. Again, that will be slightly more of an investment, but you're getting more nutrient-dense beef, bottom line. Similar to that, another swap you can make is swapping buying like farm-raised fish or like fish that's like, you know, raised in a farm locally or not even locally, just (laughs) if if farm-raised fish in general, especially if it's like come, you know, if it comes breaded and packaged in like a frozen, you know, like a frozen box or whatever of fish sticks or whatever, like swapping something like that for a wild caught fish, huge difference. Like it's just, you're going to get a lot more of those nutrients. It's just better in so many ways, especially just in terms of flavor. (laughs) Like if you just want to start there and there's some debate on this, like there's definitely people who are like farm or farm raised fish is not as, it's not bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm not necessarily saying it's bad, but if you want to reach for a better option and a more natural nutrient dense option, um, wild caught fish may be something to look into. So like I try to buy like wild caught salmon, like wild caught Atlantic salmon or wild caught cod or whatever. And there's a few resources to source all of this in terms of like finding more wild caught options. So you could either go to localcatch.org to source local seafood if you live in a place where you would be somewhat close to seafood. Or you can go, you can do like wild caught seafood delivery from a place called Vital Choice, V-I-T-A-L choice.com. Both of those will give you options. And then if you're looking for like kind of what I was saying earlier about the conventional beef, if you're looking for options, obviously like there's various local farms and stuff you can utilize, but there's also something called forceofnature.com and that's regenerative farming. If you want to order beef from there, if you're like, I'm not having any luck locally, that's another good resource. I have a ton of this plus a bunch of other resources in a lifestyle guide that I created. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes because it's it gives you like literally every resource for finding a farmer's market, finding a farm near you, finding local eggs near you, finding local milk near you, like literally everything you could ever want. So you don't have to guess. But those are a couple of the resources that I have liked and utilized in my life. The last swap that I will say is swapping soda, just like typical Coca-Cola, Pepsi, whatever, for Olipops, which is a much less sugary, less full of yucky stuff like corn syrup option or swapping soda for things like Spindrift or LaCroix, which are those like flavored sparkling waters. But if you're like, no, I really like like a root beer flavor or something like that, then that's where Olipop can be great. And kind of in that same vein, like one other swap you can make, it kind of goes hand in hand with that one is swapping cocktails for mocktails. And I don't know, like, I don't know about you, but like over the summer and stuff, my friends and I, like, we like to, you know, go out on the boat and have like a fancy drink or go to dinner and, you know, have something, you know, special. But also I knew that I wanted to try to minimize and cut out alcohol as much as possible, just not even because I necessarily think alcohol is bad. Like I'm not against alcohol, but I also know the effects it can have on our metabolism and our system and all of that. So I try to minimize that. And so what we started getting into was like creative mocktails. Like for example, we would do like sparkling water with like some sort of fruit juice or like we'd throw like, like at the, on the 4th of July, we did a mocktail with, we cut out, we use like little cookie cutters and we cook out, we cut out star shapes from Granny Smith apples. And then we did like raspberries and blueberries and we threw all that into like, like, I think it was like a raspberry LaCroix or something like that. Um, and then we did some sort of like splash of fruit juice in there. So like, I think it was like pineapple juice or something. So something like that, just getting creative with it. My friend recently did like a spicy margarita mocktail. So she came up with that. There's a lot you can do. Like you don't have to have the alcohol in it. And sure, it's still going to have a little bit of sugar from like the fruit juices and stuff. But like even like mojito mocktail is a good option. Or Matt and I recently went to Nashville area 
we went to this place and they had something called the garden mule. And it was like, you know, typically made with, it was like a normal mule, like Moscow mule, but I just asked them to do it as a mocktail. And so it ended up being like ginger beer, blueberry, raspberry, cranberry juice. I think they put lime juice and lime in there. It was like one of the best things I've ever had. I had like three of them and I didn't feel bad because I wasn't even drinking, but I've kind of like recreated that at home and like with my friends and they even put it in like the little fancy mule jar or whatever that's called the mule mug, the little like copper one. So you can have fun with it. And like, it doesn't mean never, ever drink, but if you're trying to like cut back on some things that can disrupt your hormones and like your adrenals, and you're just trying to support all of that, like instead of restricting yourself, just find alternative ways to still enjoy the same thing. Right. Cause like, unless you're drinking to get smashed, like, which I'm not going to endorse, um, if you're just drinking like socially, or you want to have like a fancy drink with your friends, like there's nothing wrong. Like you shouldn't have to defend your reason not to do that. You know, if whether it's for health reasons, moral reasons, personal reasons, or all of the above. So finding creative ways to still enjoy your time socially, still enjoy a fancy drink. Like just ask the bartender, like, Hey, can you make this drink without vodka? Like it looks really good. I just want it as a mocktail. Like they'll do it for you. And if they don't, that's surprising. Most of the time they will. So again, these are just some creative ways and some simple swaps you can make, but still live your life, still enjoy your snacks, still enjoy your chocolates. Don't feel like you have to cut out all milk and dairy and everything else. Unless you have like some severe allergy, still go out and have like a fancy drink with your friends, you know, enjoy some sort of soda, but opt for a healthier or, you know, less unhealthy option, that kind of stuff. And then even just swapping some of your staples, like farm-raised fish or conventionally farmed beef or, you know, basic white grocery store eggs for something that's more local, pasture-raised, et cetera. Like some of those simple swaps are just going to bring more nutrients and nutrient-dense foods into your diet and into your your day without necessarily you feeling like you have to just like give up all the things you enjoy. So hopefully this was helpful. We'll We'll put this list in the show notes so that you can see it all. But if you are struggling with trying to figure out how to make some health swaps and you don't want to give up all your favorite foods, this is a starting point. So I'd love to hear what swaps you start with. I'm really curious to know if you love some of these rocket recommendations and some of these brands I set or I shared. I really love them. It's made my life feel, feel, it's made eating well and eating like nutrient dense so much easier because it's, I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have to go on this super restrictive whole 30 for the rest of my life because I did that for a while and my life was kind of boring. So I don't want your life to be boring, but I also want you to make nutrient dense and nutritious selections. So that's all I have for you. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.